Hello, 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 saints of Yahweh. What's up? It is another glorious, wonderful day in the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We give God all the glory, all the praise, and all the honor for today. And we thank God for, excuse me, for October 13th, 2022. Uh And our tidbit of inspiration for October 13th comes from Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 through 22. And uh, I'm reading from the New King James Version. And it reads, Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall shall my brother or sister sin against me? And I forgive them up to seven times. Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. Uh, (laughs) Matthew 18 verses 21 through 22. Now, this comes right after what we talked about yesterday, uh, which was where any two of you agree on anything, (laughs) you can have what you say. And then right after that, Peter comes and Peter asks Jesus, how often shall I forgive my brother or sister? Now, in, uh, in some translations, it doesn't say seven times seven. It says 77 times and it's just a Jesus is reiterating that your forgiveness is unlimited that you're not going to be able to keep up with how many times you forgive your brother or sister and 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 it doesn't matter if this is the same one now the reason Peter asked this is because you, you got to read this whole passage of scriptures you got to go back up to let me go there. Back up to verse 15 and read 15 through 21. Well, through 20. Yeah, through 20, through 20. I'm sorry, through 23. And um, and realize that Peter was asking because. Uh, Jesus had been teaching them about forgiveness and about prayer and about forgiveness and prayer. Remember that Jesus said that if you go to the altar and find that you have something against a brother or sister, that you were to leave that gift at the altar and go get it right. And uh, Jesus had been talking to them about that they needed to, that we need to forgive and in order to get our prayers answered. That we can't walk in forgiveness, and I mean, we can't walk in unforgiveness, believing uh, that our prayers will be answered if we're walking in unforgiveness. It says that you forgive so that our parent in heaven can forgive us. That's tied together there. You know, that's why it's so important. That's why Jesus has uh, talked about unforgiveness so much in his ministry and has given us the ministry of reconciliation or of forgiveness. We must forgive. 
in order to get our prayers answered, in order to have God in our midst when two of us pray together, that we have to have forgiveness. I know. Really? <laughs> that's 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 a lot of a lot to ask of us, isn't it? But it's not because it's what Jesus did. And we are to be Jesus's example here in this earth. And to be Jesus's example, we have to have the Holy Spirit. And each one of us, each one of us has the Holy Spirit in us. Now, we have to learn how to access the Holy Spirit in us so that we can walk in the forgiveness that God is offering here. Now, if you go back up, excuse me, if you go back up and look at the verses beforehand, Jesus talks to to them about uh, walking in forgiveness and restoring our relationships with our brothers and sisters. And uh, at verse 15, and uh, at verse 15, it reads, if your fellow believer sins against you or does something to you, you must go to that one privately and attempt to restore the matter. So that means that we need to talk to whoever we believe who has hurt us, who who we have received an offense against. You know, we someone has done something to us. We need to go to that one. And it says that privately and and if that person doesn't respond. And, and I'm sorry, if they respond, your relationship is restored. But if their heart is closed to you, then go to them again, taking one or two others with you. And uh, you'll be. You'll be fulfilling what the scripture teaches when it says every word may be verified by the testimony of two or three witnesses. That means that, you know, there's there's people who you bring two people with you to verify what you said and what they say so that the testimony is verified by the two people you brought with you. and this is not just to bring people who are on your side or people who are going to uh, agree with you or who are going to cover up what you say. No, you want to bring two solid people in the, the, in the scriptures who love the Lord, who are going to do what's right, who's going to say what's right, who's not going to be on either side, but listen to both parties and be able to just verify what the two parties said to one another. Okay, so now... He says, so then after that, and if, and if he refuses to listen to them, then share the issue with the entire church and hopes for reconciliation. See, this wasn't about putting people out of the church. I mean, I, I don't know how many of you un- know anything about this particular practice, but people had took this scripture out of context and used it to ostracize people, used it to... Uh, uh, to just terminate people from the from their body of Christ, to humiliate people and to embarrass them and to put them out of church. Uh, the, the church does not belong to you. The church does not belong to you. You don't have a church to put people out of. What you do is, this says, and hopes of restoration. This is done to bring restor- restoration to the relationship. To restore it back into a peaceful situation. To bring that person back and back 
into fellowship with the person that feel like they were wrong or, or who was or who was wrong. He said, if he still refuses to respond, disregard the fellowship and, and, and they disregard the fellowship of their church. You must disregard them as though they are an outsider on the same level as an unrepentant sinner. So now it's saying it's not saying that you don't love that person. It's saying that now we're going to treat them like they were unrepentant sinner, like they don't believe God, you know. And so now what we do is, is we witness to them, is that we show them love and that we try to get that person to come to repent, excuse me, and come back to a place of restoration. And see, and then Jesus talks about that anything you ask, he said, receive this truth, whatever you... Whatever is forbidden on earth is forbidden in heaven. So now he begins to talk about what what's loosed on earth is already loosed in heaven. And so now when you pray, when you when you agree with one another that what you pray for, you have you'll get what you ask for. So now he's talking about praying and believing God for the restoration of this person because what what's already bound, you bind up the evil, you bind up the the trespass you bind up the the thing that happened and you and you release it back into the pit of hell that it needs to go in and then you release uh you release forgiveness you release love you release hope you release gentleness and kindness and and respect and you release those things back out into that person or for that person so that you can restore them to the fold so that they can be restored to the whole, to the, to the church through the power of God, not through our power, not through our persistence, but our believing prayer, so that they can be restored back into fellowship. Hallelujah. This is and this and then Peter says, "Well, okay, well, how many times am I supposed to do this? Am I supposed to do this seven times?" And Jesus said, "No, you need to do this." 77 times or 70, 70 times 7. You do it an unnumeral, an unnumerally. You do this a, a lot of times. <laughs> you do this a lot of times. Whew. So that means we don't let anybody go. That means that we uh, we are always praying for people. It means we're always lifting people up. It means we're always loving people. No matter what they've done. No, and because God is always loving them. Because God is always pushing for them. Doesn't mean. He doesn't say that we have to be in fellowship with them. But it does mean that we have to love them. It does mean that we have to care about them. It does mean that we have to pray for them. So that God can restore them. And through the Holy Spirit, that God can reach them. Doesn't mean we put ourselves in harm way, but it does mean we extend ourselves, we extend the love of God towards that person and to that person. And this is why Peter asked about how many times do I forgive? How many times do I got to do this? How many times do I have to uh, uh, bring this person, bring a couple people with me to verify what is being said? How many times do I uh, uh, bring them before the church and try to reconcile the situation? It says 70 times 70. 
many times as as many as it takes to bring this person back as many as it takes to restore a relationship think about where we've been and where we are now how many times God has been there for us how many times God has reached out and and reconciled us back to himself how many times God has forgiven us and reached out to us and restored us we have to remember that God's forgiveness is unlimited and so must ours be Lord this is this is hard because there's so many awful terrible things that people have done to us so many awful terrible ways that people have treated us just the ways that people have not remembered us Lord how are we supposed to forgive them we are supposed to forgive them with your forgiveness flowing through us and being able to say that I'll forgive them and walk in it in the fullness of your love even if we don't feel it we know we are walking in obedience to you that we are fulfilling what you asked us to and we will continue to say I forgive even if we don't feel like we forgive even when we see that person that anger or hurt rises up we say no I have forgiven them and I'm a walk in that forgiveness Lord help us help us to walk in that forgiveness Help us to move in the forgiveness that you have given us. Help us to learn how to release that hurt and that unforgiveness and that pain from that time. And allow you to heal our hearts. Allow you to heal our minds. Allow you to heal our emotions so that we can be free. And that we can walk fully in you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you that you are a loving, caring God. And we reach out to you. We reach into you. We reach into you to to get your comfort so that we can move on. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I love you, family. I love you. And Jesus loves you so much more. Have a wonderful, glorious day in the Lord. And I'll talk with you tomorrow.